Hello out there and welcome. My name is Sharon Froshen. I am the Chief Operating Officer of the Discover Your Path You platform where we believe that every life can teach and everyone can grow. To that end, I'm also the host of this show, The Connection Sessions, where we bring together practitioners, marketers, artists, entrepreneurs, spiritualists, mentors, and students in an effort to connect to community, learn from each other, and grow. Today I have with me somebody that I always enjoy talking to. Vicki is one of those people that just lights up my life with her ability to just move and come up with amazing new things to be excited about. <laughs> She's a lot like me in that we have a hard time focusing on any one given thing. At, at any time, there may be three to five things that we are absolutely passionate about in sampling. And she has worked into her coaching niche how to coach somebody who doesn't have a niche or a thing that they're focusing on, which I think is so important for those of us that really may never be that kind of person to be like, this is it. Yeah. So Vicki, if, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us really quickly, how did you get into life coaching and especially embraining and how has your own experience given rise to this particular niche? So, wow. <laughs> so that's a nice compact question there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my specialty yeah three things um so actually when I first decided to move out of being an employee and and you know start my own business and was playing around with what that might look like um coaching was something I'd kind of always done right and yeah. when I sat there and went well when did I first start coaching um I was 15 when I first started coaching but we didn't call it coaching we called it peer counseling at that point yeah. Um, and so I was like, wow, actually, I've been doing this for 30 years already. <laughs> but you know what? I'll go and do some study anyway, because I might not know things. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, imposter syndrome much. So there was that piece of stuff. But also, <laughs> but also professionally, I've worked in the learning and development space now for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So again, I've done a lot of commissioning of coaches. I've done a lot of working to define what... Um, executive leaders should be being coached in and what kind of programs they might need. So I'd, I always had that side of it that I was bringing two things. And always, always, always in my life, what has mattered to me is people um, reaching their potential, right? Yeah. It breaks my heart when I meet people and I'm, and I'm working with them and I'm talking with them or I'm friends with them or I'm family. And I can see the gold within them, right? And it ju they just... Mm. And I find it frustrating. It breaks my heart. Yeah. And at the so, well, I had to go on a massive learning journey that it's not my job mm -hmm. to unleash them. Yeah. And that is also that was also a heartbreaking journey because suddenly I had to go. But that, that's not what my job is. So as I got more into a, what what is coaching really about, and the diploma I did was about transformational coaching. That my role is to work with somebody who is stepping into that space of going, I'm 100% responsible for me. Yeah. And I want you to work with me to help me go on that journey, to be my guide, if you like, to be my coach, to be my mentor, whatever it might be. And I'm quite happy. I know some coaches get very, this is what a coach does, this is what a mentor does, this is what an advisor does. I've worked across the spectrum, right, as you said. So like, this is my fifth career. My very first career was, and this is why I know Beth, um, <laughs> Well, as a lawyer, lawyers give advice. I'm quite happy to give advice. I've spent years giving advice. But I'm also very happy to take that step back and be the person that holds the mirror up and says, 
have a look at what you're doing. So I went through all that, and, and then this whole thing about niching came up, right? When I was doing my transformational diploma, and I was like, um, because exactly what you said, choosing the one thing, I was like, yeah. And I mean, I can't even choose, if someone says to me, what's your favorite restaurant, right? I can't tell you that, it depends <laughs> what mood I'm in, it depends what kind of cuisine I want, it depends what the weather's doing, right? Depends what I had yesterday, because I won't want to have that again, because I had it yesterday. Um, and then I, so I got a business mentor. I was about six months into having my own business, so I, was, I felt kind of stuck. It wasn't quite doing what I wanted it to, and I knew I needed to work with someone who brought a totally different energy into the space for me. And so I worked with Carmelita Nuttall, who is originally from Trinidad and Tobago, and I chose her because she was going to kick my ass. <laughs> and that is totally what she did. And the very first session I had with her is I am always going to remember. So I drove to Nottingham. I'd written her an essay because that's what she'd asked me to do. And it was a three-hour session. And halfway through it, this question came up, right? And I said to her, oh, well, I've got, I've got to finish my diploma. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And she got this essay I had written, and she, which was all about my work experiences, my qualifications, and she kind of threw it across the table, <laughs> this huge table, and it like spreads across the table, and she went, you don't need any more paper. <laughs> I love her already. Exactly. She's awesome. And, um, and, and I was like, Ugh. you know, because that's a comfort zone, right? It's very yeah. easy. Hummingbirds love, that's what I call people with multiple passions, hummingbirds. Yeah. Um, hummingbirds love learning. And I've always loved learning and getting a bit of paper that proves I've done learning, right? Um, yeah. But I also love learning for the sake of learning. So I kind of just mix it all up. So that was quite a comfort zone shake. And then she said to me, and this was the key that turned it for me. Your business shouldn't be about what you are. Your business should be about who you are. And even as I'm saying that, I can feel the hair on the back of my head. Like chills. Like chills, yeah. yeah. Because I'd spent the last 25 years of my life working in either the public sector or corporate, where who you are is completely irrelevant. It is what yeah. you can do for them, right? And so... I kind of left that session and drove back to London going, what? <laughs> um, and I spent a few days, that was on a Friday, I spent a few days kind of, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you know, what, what the hell is this? Um, and then on the Wednesday evening, I said to Gareth, my partner, I love flip charts and post-it notes and colored pens and stuff. And we just spread it all out on the living room floor. And I said, right, who am I? <laughs> who, who am I? And so I coached myself and he helped by asking me questions that I wouldn't necessarily think to ask myself. Mm -hmm. And we just blasted post-it notes all over the place. And then I'd already done a piece of work about my values. So it was like, once we got all this stuff out, I went, okay, well, how, how does this fit in with my values, the values I want for my business? You know, how does, does it tie in? Are these complete? And it all actually began to streamline. I went, okay, that's enough for today. One of the things we learn in embraining is that your gut brain is your sense of self. Yeah. And your gut brain takes longer to process and take things on board and move forward. And so one of the pieces of learning that we give people in embraining is 
encourage people to sleep on it because yeah. that allows your gut brain, your heart brain and your head brain to align and then see what wisdom comes up. So I slept on it for the next two nights. And then on the Friday afternoon, um, I've been doing, I don't know, stuff. And on the Friday afternoon, I just got captured by, I was looking at some of Oprah Winfrey's episode Sunday recordings and came across Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah. I've always, always loved Elizabeth Gilbert. And um, her, she started talking and she was talking about the people in her life who were not passion flames. And she said, I've always been a passion flame. I've known since I was three, I wanted to be a writer. And I just thought that, you know, I now had the platform to tell everybody that all they had to do was find their thing and life would be marvelous. Uh, and then she met some people that told her that really isn't how it worked for them. And that shattered her because she thought she was <laughs> being helpful. Um, but she kind of took a step back then and looked at the really important people in her life. So her husband at the time and her then follow up <laughs> wife did they get married I, I don't um, know to tell you the truth I was yeah. just so happy it was a woman yeah so the two of them um but she was her best friend at the time and yeah. both her husband and her partner um then pa partner um were both hummingbirds basically yeah and she was the one that first talked about that metaphor and as she spoke about these people I just went oh my god that's who I am. And my immediate response was, and it's not up to people who are not hummingbirds to tell us how to live. It's up to us. Yes. And that's when I stepped into working with people with multiple passions. Because I then, it's one of those things, right, as soon as you open that door, yeah. suddenly a whole lot of different things came in. So within two weeks, I'd come across Emily Watnick and the work she does with multi-potentialites. I'd come across Barbara Sher. I've been reintroduced to Barbara Sher's work. Um, she calls us scanners. And I'm like, mm. Yeah. That term just doesn't work for me. But her thinking is really interesting. You know, it just kind of snowballed from there. And, and yeah, and then I am now here three and a half years later. What a powerful journey. I, I love the idea of people who understand people like us being the ones that help to coach because I grew up, I'm sure you've heard a lot of these messages too, as you were growing up. Why can't you concentrate? Why can't you make a decision? Why can't you settle on one thing? And growing up, that's the way I am. And I think a lot of it is that people who are hummingbirds are so incredibly intelligent that we can pick something up so fast Yeah. that within a few, yeah, like a couple of months, it's like, well, this isn't a challenge anymore and we're moving on. And I yeah. think that's hard for the people around us to understand that it's not that we're stupid and it's not that we're shallow. It's that we are so mentally voracious that within a, a month, maybe six months tops, we have an entire career field like mastered to the point that we came to master it and now it's time to try something else. So how do you help somebody who's heard those messages their whole life start to let down their walls and be like, you know what, it's okay I'm this way. Yeah, so <laughs> I've had a range of hummingbirds. Um, I've worked with some who have absolutely, when I, I've talked to them about that, that whole, actually, this is normal. This is normal for the complex, beautiful, exquisite beings that we are. Yeah. And I want to tell you right now, you are never going to have the one thing but you are always going to have really fascinating multiple passions, which will change and evolve. But what I do believe and have 
discovered the more I work with people. We don't have the one thing, but what we do have is underlying patterns, yes. right? So mine are people in change. So everything I do in my life, and when I first realized this, it was purely from a professional perspective, mm-hmm. right? And I just, I was like, because when I moved to the UK, I had a re- recruitment agent say to me, your CV is um, interesting. And I was like, thanks. Yeah, like I was like, <laughs> what the hell do you do that? And I, I took a step back and looked at it and went, it makes sense to me, right? The decisions I've made. So by the time I moved to the UK, I was stepping into my third career already and I was only turning 30, right? Mm-hmm. So not third job, third career. And so I could kind of see, but I sat there and went, but it makes sense to me. What are they missing? What is the story I'm not telling them? And that's when I looked at it and went, well, all of my careers so far and the jobs that led into those careers and the study I did that led into those careers have two underlying patterns, people and change. Change being about people meeting their potential, you know, being responsible for who they are and, and having a life, fully lived lives, right? Um, but it wasn't until I started doing this work in my business that I realized and began looking at my life with a much wider lens that I went, oh, actually, everything I do in my life that I'm interested in, that I'm passionate about, that I'm excited about, has people in change behind it. History, art, culture, travel, <laughs> food, you know, all of it is about people and change. Even environment for me is about people and change. So interior design, which was there's something else I've studied, people and change. So what I do with them is, first of all, do some work with them around accepting or even acknowledging and, and seeing what has been cool in their lives, right? Because yeah. I, I have had, so I've had some that have come up and, and they've been so relieved to finally meet somebody that gets it that it's almost like a weight goes off their shoulders, they step right into it and they embrace it completely and it just kind of almost really quickly gives them that freedom to just get on with being who Mm. they are. But quite a lot of them show up to me and they're like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Right? And I'm like, nothing. (laughs) You are exquisite. Um, and, And so I work with them around what's behind that. And often, I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard it as well, right? It's family, yep. it's parents, it's grandparents, it's siblings, it's best friends, it's school, it's, you know, and it, like you said, it's been these messages throughout their lives and they're sitting there going, you know, all my friends. And I'm like, mm, really? Because that's the other thing I often hear is I thought I was the only one like this. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. I find that really curious because when I stepped into this, and started looking around at my friends, I was like, hmm, actually, I'd say at least half of my friends are hummingbirds. Wow. Um, because we've collected each other <laughs> through various multiple passions, right? Yeah. But one, it's, it's about helping people to let go of some of those societal expectations and to stop shooting all over themselves. Yes. That's um, and I heard, I heard one of your other interviewees talking about that. And I'm so on board with that. Whenever anyone uses the word should, I'm like, oh, because it, 
that's not them. Yeah. As soon as someone uses the word should, it's an external something being put on them. Yeah. That isn't theirs. And it may it may align with something of theirs, but they're not owning it because they're using the word should. Yeah. Right. So I'm also a master bracket in NLP and language matters. <laughs> as you know. Um but yeah, so as soon as I hear that shitting from a hummingbird, I'm like, this isn't you, right? So we do a lot of work around that. Um, I do do a lot of value, like, I'm, I'm a coach, right? I do a lot of value work. I do, so I help them explore what are their patterns, but also some of the other key things really early on. Are, so one of the other things I found, and one of the reasons the hummingbird works for me so well as an analogy, is there's more than 300 species. Yeah. Right? So you and I are not the same. Gareth, my partner, who's a hummingbird, and I are completely different species. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be fun if you were the same, right? Exactly. How boring that would be. Um, Beth and I, Beth was one who took a little while to come to the uh, realisation that she was a hummingbird, and I was holding up a huge mirror in front of her. Which is amusing, right, knowing her? <laughs> it was hilarious. It was after she'd told me that about six or seven different things she currently had going on and all the new things she was learning. <laughs> And I went, I'm sorry, what is it exactly about you that's not a hummingbird? And she went, you could see her literally just playing back the sentence, right? So, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, so Beth and I, for instance, when we first met and someone had talked to us about this, we would have both gone, get out, because we wouldn't have recognised it, because we were brand new into university from school, you know. So, who knows? But, yeah, so I do that, but I also look at, okay, what is your forever? Because different hummingbirds have different forevers, right? So mine is about two years. Gareth's is about five. Um, I've got friends whose forever is about six months. I've got others whose 12 months. And I have met some who have forevers of 10 years. Now that one blows my mind because it's five times my forever. Yeah. But as I explore that with them, that is because, you know, you were talking about within six months, we'll have got to a point of learning what we wanted to learn. So that's yeah. one of the other things is what's your aha, right? What's your, yeah. I've got it. It's that this is what I came here to get. For some people that's six months, for some, they want to do that 10 years. So they get to the equivalent of a brown belt, but they're not interested in doing the black because all that is, is tweaking everything. Mm -hmm. Got themselves really deep and now they're ready to jump into something else. So there's that kind of thing. I get them to explore that. And then I, the other idea I get them to play around with is some people are consecutive. So they'll have a passion, then they'll have another passion, then they'll have another passion. Others, are, you know, they've got two, like you're saying, three, four, five things all going kind of at the similar types of times, but they're quite happy to jump from and juggle and things. And one of the things I've talked to some hummingbirds about with that, because we're so good at judging ourselves, right? Oh, so good. So they kind of buy into I'm a hummingbird and then they go, well, how do I do that? What does a hummingbird look like? I want those 300 species, be your own. Um, some, some people struggle with that idea, Sharon. Um, yeah. And so they struggle. And I'm like, well, actually, sometimes, depending on where you're at in your life journey, you might find that you're consecutive for whatever reason. And then suddenly something changes in your life and you end up doing a whole variety of things and you're really happy in that space. And then something else happens and you go, it doesn't matter. It's not about right or wrong. It's what's working for you and who you are now and what you can see in your forever. And I'm like, what I like to do to challenge them with their forevers is forever plus one year. 
Yeah. So if we're future pacing, it's let's go to your forever plus one year. Who are you that year out beyond your forever? So let's stretch that. Um, I was very much in a pattern when I moved over here of two years in a job. Mm. Like literally, there's, there's one job I literally was two years. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so when I first did a, was employed for three and a half years, oh my God, I was so proud of myself. <laughs> you know, when I started my business, the challenge for me was how do I keep this interesting and exciting enough to, yeah. right, to sustain it. And uh, at times it's challenging, it, you know, and, and it's one of those things as well that I talk to my clients about, you know, sometimes, and this is one of those things about when we put ourselves out there in public mm -hmm. as a coach and they'll go, you've got it sorted. That's when I'm coming to you. I'm like, I've lived life. <laughs> I've learned some lessons. And I'm happy to share those with you, but I'm not living your life. You're not living my life. And there are times when it's crap and it's hard and I struggle and I have to take a step back and, and take some time out and regroup and move in a different direction, Absolutely. you know? And so, yeah, I think sometimes as coaches, we need to get real with ourselves as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking and, of moving in a different direction, you've recently become an author am i am i correct uh, and not only are you an author but if i understand correctly it's an international bestseller yes it is i'm so proud um, of you lady so am i i was quite i am still quite astonished um i've had quite the bottle of champagne over the weekend um <laughs> whilst whilst building flat pack furniture i like to keep the rock and roll with reality you know oh yeah um, yeah so it's called Transforming Your Life Volume 2, and um, I was asked to do it by a guy I've been working with now for about 18 months, He, um, Cy Blackburn. So he works specifically with coaches around um, basically doing your business online, like how to do that successfully so that you actually earn, earn an income off it. Mm -hmm. um, so I've got a lot of time for Sai. He's very pragmatic. He's very down to earth. He does all the research. You know, he knows what's current, what isn't. He's just fantastic. And when he came up with the first idea about volume one of the book, Transform Your Life, I was like, that sounds great, but I just was not in the space, right? I yeah. really wasn't in the space for it. And I was like, one day, one day, one day, one day. And yeah, and then towards the end of last year, he um, contacted me and said, I'm going to do volume two where are you at right now? When I went, this would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And I had style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the right place. Um, but I had also read the first book, so I knew what he was doing with it, you know, yeah. and I was like, actually, I want to be part of this. And we had a chat around what he was looking for that was going to be richer and deeper mm -hmm. and bring differentiation to the first volume. And I said to him, well, I am going to talk about multiple passions, Sai. And I can probably guarantee that I'll be the only one in your book that is talking about that. Uh, and I am. Um, and that's one of the things he liked about it was that I was going to bring a different voice to the yeah, book. Absolutely. And one of the things I'm looking at, my intention is to ultimately write an actual book of my own. Um, and I keep coming back to what would that look like, right? And the chapter itself begins to introduce that 
because for me, one of the things I've learned as a coach, when I first came into this, I was going to coach every hummingbird in the world. Um, and then I did a lot of work and realized that people who have not stepped into being 100% responsible for themselves are not the kind of people I want to work with. So, I'm, you know, I'm happy for them to take all the free stuff, do their own whatevers, but until they are ready to say, I am 100% responsible for me, every decision I've made in my life has yeah. led to where I'm at, the small ones, the medium ones, the big ones, until they're at that place, and they may just be stepping into it, and it is, you know, it's a hard place to move into, but until you're in that, I don't want to be working with you, because I'm, I'm not a caregiver. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm not a nurturer either. I'm not a mother. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to mother you. I'm, <laughs> I'm your coach. I'm going to kick your ass. Um, <laughs> but I completely forgot where I was going to go with that. Oh, so in my book, and this is what the chapter begins to introduce is firstly, that we're awesome. Secondly, that the world needs us. Right. One of our secret powers is bringing everything we know, all these different wide perspectives that we know, and intersecting the people that we've met across all these things and innovating together to solve the world's problems, right? We are the ones that do that. We are the adapters. We are the agile. We are the problem solvers. We're the fast processors. We love to learn. We have all of these different people with different perspectives. We're yeah. open. We're op a lot more open-minded. One of my things from a psychology perspective is on the big spectrums, to be a hummingbird, the only one that really matters out of the five spectrums is are you open to new yeah. experiences or are you closed? You can be an introvert or an extrovert, it doesn't matter. You can be sensitive or hard as rocks, it doesn't matter. Are you open to new experiences or closed? If you're closed, you're not a hummingbird. That end. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. that curiosity. It's that curiosity that drives yeah. us. And I think because of that, we're often much more open to bringing people together. And so what I'm wanting to explore when I do get around to taking this chapter and making a book is um, more that depth of who we are and the impact we can have on the world. The books that have been written in this space so far are very much about, um, so Emily Watnick's done a fantastic book called uh, Yes, You Can Do Everything. Um, and uh, Barbara's done one, Barbara Sher's done one called Refuse to Choose, right? Mm. Both of them are quite, here's how to work out what career you should do or how to earn money. Here's, there is a bit about who are you, but it doesn't dive into who are you and how do you impact the world with that. Mm. And that's what I want to explore is that, that true finding out about really connecting with your depth of who you are, mm -hmm. what you care about and what you can create. Wow, that sounds like it's going to be an incredibly powerful book. We are at the end of our interview, believe it or not. It went by so quick. I know I want to acknowledge our viewers. Thank you so much for being with us here today. And if you come by and you catch this video after we're no longer live, drop us a hashtag replay. Let us know that you were here so we can connect with you. And if you are somebody who operates from a world of multiple passions rather than someone who focuses on one specific thing. And if you like the message that you heard today here with Vicki, all of her contact information is available in this live, her website, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, 
get a hold of her, get an idea of where she's at. And if you have reached that stage where you are willing to take 100% responsibility for how you got to where you are and truly affect profound change in not only your own life individually, but in the world at large, this is the woman to get a hold of. So Vicki, thank you so much, my love, for being here with me today. I always absolutely love talking to you. And guys, you know where we'll be, same place, same time tomorrow. And as always, you know I love you. We'll talk to you later.